Welcome to the CGB Sports Show podcast. I'm in Brandon for the Briar. Also in Brandon, the number one ranked men's volleyball team in the country in U Sports. They're going for their conference title Friday. Learn about what makes their story so special on the podcast as well. Bob Pickin, legendary name in the curling community. There will be a memorial tournament for him at the Thistle coming up. In the fall, Resby Coots will join me to talk about that as well. The MJHL report, their playoffs beginning on Friday. Kevin Tourette joins the show. That is the podcast. The Brandon Bobcats, university volleyball team. You know what? They're one of the best teams in the country. In fact, right now, they are the number one team in the rankings they had never been there before until this year. Their season last year came to a, an earlier end than they would have hoped against Winnipeg in the playoffs. But tomorrow, or not tomorrow, Friday night, they've got Trinity Western for the Canada West title, the Nationals in Laval. Really an impressive story. They recently swept conference honors. And so I took a trip to Brandon University to talk to some of the key players on the Bobcats. When Elliot Viles first stepped foot in Brandon, it was a bit of a change in lifestyle. It's a pretty small town. Adelaide's, you know, like a million, a million and a half people. So obviously not used to the small town vibe. But uh, I talked to, to Moose, who was on the team, and he was Australian as well. And he told me a little bit about the town and uh, what to expect. And obviously the cold. I'd never seen snow before I came here or experienced cold like that. So the weather, for sure, you were sort of nervous about. And... Um, apprehensive but I, I got used to it and I fallen in love with the town and the people so as he mentioned he's from Adelaide so what's a kid from down under doing playing volleyball in Brandon yeah well there's no uh, university sport back home so uh, if you want to sort of combine your studies with playing a uh, volleyball or a sport at a high level a lot, of com- a lot of us come over to either the United States or Canada and um, a lot of the national team coaches recommend Canada as a good option because uh, a lot of Australians have done it in the past. So I reached out to, to coaches and Australians have played here in the past. So I knew that it was a good place. And I uh, talked with Grant, sent him video. He talked back to me and then eventually it just worked out that I was going to come here to Brandon in Manitoba. Viles is in his third year with the Bobcats, a lethal outside hitter, and was this week named the Canada West Player of the Year. In fact, the Bobcats swept all four major awards, Grant Wilson, named Coach of the Year, Seth Friesen, the Student Athlete Community Service winner, and Robin Baghdadi, the Rookie of the Year. For Viles, it's not something he ever really thought about. No, I was very surprised yesterday when I found out, and I had not even thought one bit about it. I just want our team to go as far as we can, because the last two years we lost in the quarters, and was bitterly disappointed, so very happy with our team's success. But that promise has always been there. Viles named Rookie of the Year in 2016-17, and Coach Wilson knew from the start that Viles had a chance to be special. Oh, yeah, for sure. His athleticism is off the charts, and uh, any conversations I had with his Australian coaches, you know, they really felt he was going to be a next-level guy, and so that's something that we recognize right away, and we continue to try to push him, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to see him continue to grow here for the next couple of years. I think it's just a, a confidence thing, a confidence in uh, your, your yourself and your abilities, and as you go through the years, uh, you sort of try new things, find out what works, find out what doesn't, find out what's repeatable and what strengths you have, what weaknesses you have. And uh, the older you get, sort of more comfortable you get going out there and playing the games. So this year I definitely felt comfortable and the amount of sort of quality players we have on our team just made it my job really easy. And while Viles had to come a very long distance to get here today, as did the rookie Bag Daddy who's from Switzerland, 
Seth Friesen did not. He's from Brandon, went to Vincent Massey, fourth-year kid, and he's very, very smart. I was told that when he wrote the biology MCAT, he was one of a few hundred thousand to do so, and one of 12 to score perfect. Not bad, but he's humble about it. Yeah, it's always kind of cool to be recognized uh, for stuff like that. I mean, it's just such a long process, I think. Uh, you never really kind of expect an award like that. You just kind of go and... Every day you just work hard, and every day you come to practice and have fun with the guys, and it's just cool at the end of the day to get an award like that. And the coach can't say enough good things about the fourth-year player. Seth Reason is an unbelievable person, um, extremely strong student, off the charts academically, really. And uh, as a volleyball player, he's made huge strides in the last couple of years. I feel he's one of the best outside attackers in our country, and um, he's a huge part of our program and uh, puts in a ton of time uh, community-wise, too, coaching within our youth club and volunteering and doing things. And uh, I'm not sure how he finds the time of the day to do everything he does to the level he does because he's so much a perfectionist. But, uh, yeah, he's a special kid. You won't meet a more humble kid, and he's not looking for any personal recognition. He's just uh, going out to try to be the best he can be in whatever it is that he's doing, and he's certainly succeeding at it. Friesen is a math chemistry double major, has applied to med school, has a perfect GPA. How does he find the time? Yeah, I tell people it kind of took a couple of years to figure out. It definitely wasn't easy my first two years. Uh, wasn't sleeping great, but the past two years, uh, I think I just got a routine that works well. You know, you get to school, you, uh, you find a way to eat healthy still, find a way to get enough sleep to perform on the court. And yeah, I just think I found a routine that works for me. Another big part of this award is recognizing community service. One of the things I really love to do is coach. I think uh, the Brand Volleyball Club, which is the program here in Brand, uh, the Bobcats, when I was younger, coached me. So it's really cool to be able to give back kind of and do the same thing and coach younger athletes. I've been able to coach my younger brother, which is really cool. I coached a team with my dad a couple of years ago, so that was really cool. So there's a lot of different elements that I enjoy in that. So the question has to be asked, does he have any spare time? <laughs> no, no spare time. I didn't think so. You'll find out in May if he gets into medical school, but he's not worrying about that yet. Right now with the national championship next week and the conference final this weekend, I think, I'm just trying to soak in like this experience. This is, uh, you know, I've never been this far before. Nobody on the team has been. So this is this is just really cool for me. I'm I'm loving every minute of it. And for Viles, whose mom has made the trip to Brandon for the first time to soak all this in, he's hungry to win the title. Yeah, we would love to beat Trini Weston this Friday and uh, just continue continue our winning ways. And I'm just really looking forward to the crowd and just soaking up that sort of atmosphere in here because the past two weeks have been unbelievable, the amount of support we've got from the community. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. These, these moments are why, are why you play a sport. But is there pressure as the number one ranked team? For sure, there is that sort of uh, weight and expectation and pressure, but try not to look too much into that and just focus on getting better as a team and just uh, bringing our best level of play every day to practice and, and games. The coach doesn't want to look at this as championship or bust. We're still trying to just play our best volleyball, and we feel like if we play our best volleyball, we're going to give ourselves a chance to do that. And, you know, we know there's lots of great teams out there. There's quite a few teams that could win the national championship. So I think if we just set our sights on winning, we might, uh, you know, kind of lose focus of what's important. So we're really just trying to push ourselves to be better, and hopefully uh, this next week in a bit we can continue to do that. And when we get to Laval, we're playing our best volleyball of the year, and we'll, we'll take our chances when that happens. It's clear that this group of men, they're very close-knit. They're very good at volleyball, but what happens if you put the big Australian on ice? 
I've skated a couple of times, yeah, with a stick, but I definitely don't think my skating skills would be good enough to play a game of hockey. Uh, yeah, but um, no, I actually I really love uh, watching hockey now. I'm a, con- a convert. We watch all the Jets games and uh, just think it's an amazing sport and wish I could skate better than I can. Well, at least he's trying, even if he still isn't used to our winters yet. The cold is is really tough, yeah. You don't get used to it, as everyone says, uh, but um, it's like 30 degrees back home right now, so definitely wouldn't mind some of that, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a, definitely a transition experience. The Bob Pick and Valor Road Masters Bonspiel has been announced as one of the first events on the calendar this fall at the Thistle Curling Club. What did Bob Pickin mean to curling in Manitoba? Oh boy, Bob, uh, Bob just Bob was curling in Manitoba. You know, like for so long, I, going back to the time in 1963 when he was one of uh, the the words were the word wasn't used in that time, but he was one of the elite Manitoba curlers. That's that's the word that's used now, the elite curlers. Right. Bob was one of them. Bob lost the Manitoba final game to play in the Briar. In 1963, in Brandon, Manitoba. Uh, in fact, his first Briar coverage as a media person, imagine this, he loses the Manitoba final and has to go to Brandon to cover the event <laughs> uh, and, and report on the guy who had beaten him. So, so from that moment in time, 1963, both as competitor and broadcaster, right through for, for 50 years, he was uh, at various times uh, president of the Manitoba Curling Association, coordinator of the Manitoba Curling Tour, the first media relations officer of the World Curling Federation. Uh, he just... he. And then, obviously, broadcaster. I mean, <laughs> there's a tendency on my part to kind of set aside his professional life because he was so involved on the volunteer side. Right. But, but he was, you know, uh, 50 men's and women's and championships and world championships, and uh, and that magnificent voice. He told us about the sport. Yeah, and obviously working for CGOB now, this is exactly. something a big part of the CGOB curling coverage. That someone mentioned that. In the press bro, it's like when the last time CJB went to a curling event like this. Exactly. And I think they said it was probably Bob Pickin. It well, it would have been, yeah, and uh, you know, probably a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he was he he covered the sport from the time when play by play of games uh, on radio was was the way it was done. Right. And he and he and he lived through the changes in the broadcast media, the radio media, to the point where he was doing the twenty and thirty second hits competing with the internet so you know he went right. from the he went from the time before there was television of curling to the time saw when, the whole when spectrum social of media he saw the tech and he and he adapted pretty well to most of it uh although i wouldn't say that he ever really got totally comfortable with uh, with the internet and social media that's fine that's fine <laughs> no. so i was important to honor bob's legacy with a bond spiel like this well you know he was uh, right up until uh, pretty much his last weeks the weeks before christmas he was still going to the thistle curling club of course the thistle was the you, the old Valor Road Curling Club. Mm-hmm. He was loyal to the to the brand, the Valor Road. But when the Valor Road uh, uh, closed and uh, in f- and and that building became the Thistle, he transferred his loyalty to the Thistle. Thistle. I see. And I messed up about five different yeah, times yeah, during yeah. my sportscast. We earlier, do. So it's we? okay. Thistle. He uh, so, but he stayed there organizing the, the seniors leagues and the guys in his league: uh, Brian Kushner, uh, Bob Meineker, Norm Magnuson. Uh, uh, began to talk about the idea of honoring him uh, not a it's not a 
It's not a memorial bond spiel. It's a bond spiel to honor Bob, and one of the ways we want to honor, honor him, obviously, is to compete and to play and, you know, and, and probably have a, a toast to, to him. But uh, as a group, we're also planning to do, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll solicit a little uh, sponsorship in a low-key way. We'll, we'll try to raise some money, and we want to each year uh, use, uh, generate a small profit, which we will commit to supporting a junior curling project somewhere in Winnipeg or, or rural Manitoba um, in honor of Bob because he gave so much to the sport. It's a way we'd like to, to help him uh, uh, continue. We'd like to continue his legacy of giving to the sport in, in that way. So we're, so we're going to run a bond spiel. We're, we've got some posters out in clubs now. We hope to get some, some entries in uh, yet this spring. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a really sharp uh, poster, actually. It was done up by a guy by the name of Rod Paulson, who, who's worked in curling for years. He's a company called In-House Strategies. It's a beautiful poster. The, the guys will see it in the clubs. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll run the bond spiel beginning 1st of September in the fall. And it's a master's age bond spiel. Master's age, yeah, for those of us... Uh, uh, at 60, who think we're still uh, competitive, and you know what? When we go on the ice, <laughs> we are for a short time. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the thistle was where I've curled here yes. for a couple of years yeah. in mixed league. Uh, unfortunately, I can't now because I got the weeknight show. Yep, yep. But uh, so that's a that's a club I know for yeah. sure, and that's yeah. it's a it's an intimate club. Yes, but yes, it's, it is. it's a good place. It is. It's uh, it it it's. Uh, it's a very friendly, warm place, and, and uh, during that week of that bond spiel, uh, the memories of Bob will abound, but uh, the competition uh, will be great. Uh, there will be the occasional story told, perhaps an exaggeration or two, but uh, <laughs> but overall, we're looking forward to it. All right, Resby, appreciate your time. Very much appreciate your uh, giving us the time to talk about it. Joined by Kevin Surrett with the MJHL, and Kevin, I understand I'm in your hometown right now. Yeah, you are. You're actually. I grew up in Brandon, and you know, I was listening a little bit earlier to you, and it sounds like you're you're finding the spots and you're having fun, and it's uh, it's a place that you know that's church church to me, and it's a good spot to be right now for you. I mentioned I've done a lot of outdoor skating. How much did you play on the outdoor rinks here in Brandon growing up? Uh, actually, you know, we, I played a lot. It was a pretty much normal winter night for me. Was do my homework, eat supper, then my parents would drive me to the outdoor rink where I'd, I'd stay there from six to nine, and then I'd get picked up. So it was, it was a place I spent a lot of time. I see you're you're making the tour, and congrats on on all the rinks that you hit in Winnipeg. And I don't know if you've had a chance to get on Brandon, but you know there's Westridge is a is a good one, and there's a few other ones that are places that I spent a lot of time. I'm going to do my best to get out to as uh, many as I can over the next few days between uh, covering the curling here and uh, feeding myself because it's sometimes not a lot of time to get away from the rink here. But uh, this yeah. must be an exciting time for you as well with the playoffs starting. Is this kind of the best time of year to be involved in the MJHL? Yeah, I think this time's always obviously exciting. It's, I think just like for the teams and players, the season, you know, it drags on. And, and by the end of the regular season... I think the league office is, is feeling it as much as, as the teams and players are. But, you know, this time of year is always exciting. I, I think between this time and, and the start of the, of the regular season every year, those are the two best times, you know, of the season. But um, we're excited for the playoffs. Obviously, for, for three teams in our league, it's, it's a bittersweet time that, you know, Nipah Natives and Winkler Flyers and the Ocean Blizzard, you know, don't move on and, and, and didn't get through. But 
for eight teams, it's it's a uh, you know it's a new season. I think if you look down, you look at our series right now. There, you have Portage and Wayway Capital, which you know their proximity is close. Their rivalry, um, they play each other hard. Swan Valley Dauphin, it's another close proximity team, a rivalry. So I know those teams are, are really excited. Uh, Winnipeg Steinbach are going to renew their rivalries this year, right down the highway, and, and Selkirk and Verdon, who who played against each other last year. So in that respect, I think it, it's good for the teams that that financially, you know, these these series are close uh, travel-wise, and, and fans can come and, and go to both arenas and, and follow their team. So we're expecting some big crowds for sure in round one. And, like you said, it's just an exciting time. We, we, you know, the league office can kind of sit back and and we don't know who's going to win. You know, I, I couldn't pick a team right now. There's there's five or six that probably are right in the mix. And, and like playoffs, anything can happen. A go, hot goalie, you know, injuries, you just never know. So we're just excited to see how it all unfolds. From a league office point of view, is this a busier time for you? Is it less busy because there are fewer teams in action? I would say it's a little more busy in the fact that, you know, we just handed out our league awards and we like to actually present them at the team's home rink. So we just did that this past week. Kim and I have split it up and we're traveling to the different rinks. And then, you know, especially the first round, you're going to have games every second night. Uh, The games are intense. We try to at least, you know, try to catch a game of every series, you know, both Kim and I. So we're on the road traveling. Um, there's obviously things to make sure that teams are falling in line with schedule wise and everything on that end. So it is a busy time, but it's a different busy and it's, it's a nice change of pace from, from the regular season. So from your point of view, how many, you mentioned you, you and Kim Davis, the commissioner of the league are trying to get out to some games. Are you pretty much on the road every night trying to get to games? Or are you trying to get to a bunch in every city or a, a, not a bunch in every city, but a bunch across the province here? Yeah, we'll, we'll each try to hit, for sure, a game from every series. Um, you know, I'm going up to Swan, to Swan River this Friday, and then I'll be in Winnipeg for the Sunday game against um, Steinbach, and, and Kim's going on the road to Waywasey Capital this weekend. So we just kind of look at the schedule and decide which games we want to hit and and try to piece it together so that we're at least being present at, at every series as as we move through. So for those who don't know how the, the structure works in the playoffs, it's one versus eight, two, seven, three, six, and four versus five, and then it's a best of seven series. How does home ice work? Yeah, you know what? It's home ice is basically you get the first game and you get game seven. Because all these teams are, are close enough proximity, under 500 kilometers from each other, it's just one, 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 all the way through until, until there's a winner in the game seven. So really home ice is, is you get that, you get that game one on home ice, and then obviously if it goes to game seven, that's in your home building as well. So if there's a further distance between the clubs, what would the difference be? Would you go 2-3-2? Two, two? What, what's the deal? It's usually, you know, we, we, we do, the teams do have a say, and it depends on, on availability of their ice, but it usually is 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. So you, you, uh, you combo it up for the first two, four games, and then you kind of see where the series is at. But that's generally how, how we do it when it's over 500 kilometers travel-wise. Just noticed someone's playing piano nearby. That's kind of cool. Okay. Um, 
Hopefully, I don't know if you can hear that at home, but it's adding some ambiance here. I'm at the Canadiens at the Keystone Center here near the site of the Briar. So, Kevin, before I let you go, is there any eating spots that I need to hit up in Brandon before I head out? Uh, you know what? I heard you talk about it. Joe Beavers is, is one of my favorites, especially for, for the wings and poutine. So I think that's already on your radar, and, and that's mm-hmm. one I would recommend. So, um, you know, the, a lot of the places are, are pretty standard chain restaurants that you see in Winnipeg anyways so Joe Beavers is one you should try for sure Alright I'll get out to there uh, pretty soon uh, safe travels as you head up to all these junior towns for the MJHL playoffs, exciting time for the league, thanks for uh, joining me Kevin Yeah thanks a lot, enjoy Brandon Check out the CJOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9pm with Christian O'Mell and the Sports Show Podcast not available on iTunes, not available on Google Podcasts Not available anywhere you get your favorite podcast yet.